Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story? This is a short podcast from Light Reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today I'm talking with Jeff Baumgartner and Nicole Ferraro about the Leading Lights Awards categories that they judged, the finalists they selected, and some trends that they noticed along the way. Hey, Jeff and Nicole, welcome to What's the Story? The Leading Lights Edition. Hello, how are you? (laughs) How's everybody? (laughs) Good. There's an an ambulance coming to get me right now, Uh so sorry if you can hear that. Well, while Nicole's uh, dealing with the the ambulance, (laughs) Jeff, be right there. (laughs) BRB. Jeff, why don't we start with you? What are um, some of the leading lights categories that you uh, reviewed and and what are some things that stood out to you? Yeah, so I I had uh, four categories. I think maybe most of us have that, but um, uh, they were uh, best new video slash media product or service, um, outstanding use case, uh, customer experience, outstanding use case, innovative uh, IoT, and most innovative cloud product or service. So definitely a very diverse <laughs> group of yeah, uh, categories and entries. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, was, uh, I did learn quite a bit, um, kind of outside like my day-to-day like wheelhouse, you know, on, on some of these and you know, learned a bit. But, um, you know, let's kind of go through some of them, just kind of these high-level trends, you know, within them. I, I think on the for the video one, the video slash media one, there was, you know, the trend was really that there was no trend <laughs> or really like a, <laughs> a, a common thread anyway. Um, okay. you know, it was a pretty diverse uh, group of entries altogether, uh, including what ended up being in our our finalist list. Um, but, you know, some had to do with new AI and metadata uh, technologies. Others were focused on uh, some of the trickiness involved with delivering regional sports uh, with streaming. And then we had another kind of focused on video streaming to the business, um, which I know is kind of becoming more important now with the way that streaming rights are changing. You know, you've got Amazon with Thursday night football and say, like, Hey, what do all the bars do, you know, to, uh, to get access to that sort of stuff. So it's a little bit different. Um, the customer experience one, um, there was a wide range of use cases, but there are a few that were kind of focused on the home network in a way, um, which kind of fits in where, with where the, uh, the service providers are going with broadband. Cause in addition to delivering, you know, the raw speeds and feeds that we we talk about a lot, there's a recognition that having, uh, visibility into the home network is becoming, uh, you know, not just important, but really paramount to, to delivering uh, a better customer experience. Um, it's good for them to know uh, what's happening on the network because uh, the service providers want to ensure that there's no uh, blind spots there. So, I mean, that was like one where there was some commonality, I think. Um, uh, the IoT side, uh, there were definitely, there was, I thought there was kind of a blend of like new and old in there in a way. And, and what I mean is there was some uh, like enterprise IOT stuff for asset management, something kind of new, uh, some interesting stuff around smart cities, new, you know, very low power technologies uh, for IOT, which is important. Uh, then we also saw one in there that kind of supports a, like a novel use case by using new uh, IOT technologies to keep really old, like older equipment, 
all their devices connected uh, that maybe were on older cellular networks that are starting to sunset and get shut down. So, uh, you know, kind of an interesting use case. And then the cloud product uh, or and service trends, now that was a, a massive category to to get through. You know, everything's cloud, you know, and, um, and, you know, there was a lot there, to be honest. And, you know, but if I had to pick like a trend, uh, a lot of it was about managing multi-cloud or hybrid cloud environments. I think a lot of focus on that, supporting the main ones like Google Cloud and Microsoft, um, Azure and, and AWS and others, you know, kind of below the line on, on those. And, uh, you know, many of the entries that kind of rose to the top were all tied into that and being able to kind of automate and, and orchestrate uh, how to work in those multiple cloud environments. And uh, so I think we're going to have our hands full uh, zeroing in on the winner for this one and uh, and others for that matter. But uh, so that was uh, where I ended up <laughs> with, with all four of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense yeah, from the cloud standpoint. Yeah. Hydrate. <laughs> yeah. Hydrate after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There does seem to be, uh, you know, it's like a big challenge uh, in the multi-cloud getting all those um, different clouds to talk to each other and, and work together, I suppose. Yeah, um, you know, I'm trying to, you know, this isn't really like my forte, but it's, you know, it's I guess you want to have multiple options, but at the same time, it, it feels like you're kind of uh, setting yourself up, yourself up for like an operational challenge if you're going to have multiple cloud providers. I think, you know, right. you don't want to be locked into one, but, you know, supporting multiple ones requires an additional amount of uh, work. And, uh, yeah, a lot of entries focused on that. Yeah, but that's good that some vendors are, are recognizing that challenge and, and trying to do mm-hmm. something about it to make everything yeah. talk to each other. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks, Jeff. That was sure. a lot. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Nicole, are you, are you out of the ambulance? Are you all good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ambulance was supposed to rescue me from the podcast, but they left. So uh, never mind. Oh, bummer. Right. So, Sorry about your luck. <laughs> it is what it is. That's the last time I call 911 before a podcast. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> Uh, so anyway, the categories I judged, um, or include the, uh, best public private partnership, which was a new one for us. We'll come back to that in a moment. Um, most innovative broadband access solution and outstanding use case for broadband deployment. So, uh, basically all of the categories I got into have uh, touched on just the explosive growth of all things broadband uh, in the world and in the U.S., um, and uh, a lot of focus on rural deployments as well. Um, so uh, just a few things that I, I noticed. Um, like I said, the uh, the best public-private partnership was a new category for us, and we got a lot of entries into that, which um, I was pretty excited about. I love that kind of stuff. And um, there was a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, Not surprising because there's been quite a bit of government funding for broadband projects, uh, you know, particularly with the CARES Act starting in 2020 and then continuing from there with the American Rescue Plan. So there's there's plenty of of funding out there for people to be doing, for companies to be doing uh, public-private partnerships. Um, For me, you know, the ones that stood out in that category were 
uh, less the ones that kind of just simply said, we got money from this government and we gave them Wi-Fi hotspots. You know, I wanted a little bit more flair, a little bit more of a story about uh, uh, what yeah, some pizzazz. I, I wanted some Charcoal. confetti to jump out. Yeah. Uh, exactly. A little razzle dazzle, mm-hmm. as as I would put it professionally. <laughs> um, I, I I like to know a little bit more about the the impact that either that deployment had or or will have, or, or you know something something special about it. Um, but we had eight finalists in that category. If I can rattle them off quickly, they were the Fiber Broadband Association, Neos Networks, Consolidated Communications, Kajit. STL, FiberLite, Hughes, and GTT, um, and just uh, you know, a couple that stood out as just being slightly different um, were the Fiber Broadband Association, which is partnering with uh, community colleges and even got a shout out from the White House, although I wouldn't say that's necessarily a public-private partnership with the White House, Um, but they're partnering with community colleges and public institutions to roll out their Optic Path fiber training program, um, which is, you know, sort of a unique spin. Everybody else is doing deployments. This is sort of like here's how you're going to do deployments. We're going to train people to to do them. Um, And then STL, you know, taking things out of the U.S. for a second, has a unique initiative called GARV in India, in rural India, that sort of brings the educational element um, to these towns uh, as they're getting connected to the internet, which I think is an important element that kind of can get left out uh, when you're bringing internet to new places. So those were a couple of things that stood out to me. Not saying they're going to win or anything like that. We're just having a conversation <laughs> on this podcast. Calm down, everybody. Everybody relax. Send, send the ambulance back if I'm saying too much. Um, and then, uh, another category I'd mention, the uh, most innovative broadband access solution. Um, we had... What do we have in there? About eight finalists, I think, in there as well. Um, I won't rattle them all off again. You guys can go read Phil's post about the finalists. But uh, Tirana was in there with their G1, uh, what they call Next Generation Fixed Wireless Access Platform, which I'm seeing um, being used in a lot of rural deployments, uh, not rural, and a lot of fixed wireless deployments. Um, and it's sort of um, being touted as a... a, a like they say, next generation version of fixed wireless access. And, and, um, I, I think, uh, they, they put in a good application that shows why it's a little bit different. Um, and Calix had an interesting entry for its broadband performance testing solution, which is basically, um, a tool that allows the broadband service providers that work with Calix to stay up to, uh, date with their uh, requirements for FCC programs. So um, making sure that their network performance is uh, is where it needs to be with this tool, which is an important element of ensuring that you can continue to roll out uh, broadband. Um, and, you know, we had outstanding use case for broadband deployment as well. Six finalists in that category. Everybody's doing broadband deployments. Um, so we had, you know, a bunch of rural stuff in here. We had an interesting entry from um, Liquid uh, partnering with uh, Alphabet, uh, connecting the capitals of the Democratic Republic of Congo and Cron- Congo Brazzaville using wireless technology. Um, and it's basically their entry talked about how it's an example for uh, post-conflict zones. Another interesting um, wireless entry from Mediacom uh, for its uh, 
fixed wireless network, um, which it launched in July 2021 under Mediacom Bolt. And Cox had a pretty thorough entry about its network upgrade. So a lot of good stuff in there. Um, There's just a lot of activity happening in broadband. Yeah, it's very busy. And um, I I think that's interesting what you mentioned in uh, one of the previous categories about some of the educational um, components instead of just... um, you know, the deployments, of course, are really important, but um, the education piece is pretty interesting to hear as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Did you have any other categories you wanted to highlight? Uh, me? Yeah. Personally? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. I think that was it. Okay. Awesome. I want to hear about yours, Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to get yours in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give yeah. you a, what, are you keeping uh, everything a secret? Yeah, a sneak on. preview. Share. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go over mine with, with Ian. Sorry, but... Did a oh. ghost just enter your room? Oh, yeah. This and what is, was that? Um, yeah, like the door just opened like a ghost, you know? <laughs> I mean, it is Halloween, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that was Finley. I'll, um, let me turn the camera down so you can see him. He's never been on a podcast. I mean, he sneaks in here a lot, but um, right. <laughs> anyway, and, and not everybody knows like he has a title, right? Yeah, he's the senior editor of Biscuits. He just gave out a big right. yawn. I don't know if you could hear it, but it was really cute. It was like, oh. well at some point. <laughs> yeah, you got to do like a podcast with Finley. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He um, he reviewed some that. categories on. Um, yeah, what categories? His were about. Oh boy, he's jumping on me now. <laughs> <laughs> his were about um, squirrel movements and uh, new dogs in the neighborhood, leash, mm-hmm. you know, uh, leash, leash laws, laws. And that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, like you know, those what vagrants the that, that sidestep the the leash laws. Yeah. Yeah, what are the best he, treats? Yeah. He's <laughs> got to be careful with that word. It's delicious like treats, overrated <laughs> treats. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he, he can do quite a bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, excess solutions and cloud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, waste. <laughs> his, his favorite are the kebab treats. <laughs> They're these little, like, it looks like a little kebab. It's cute. <laughs> But um, anyway, speaking of my categories, I had mm-hmm. uh, focused on, um, you know, the like SD-WAN and, and Sassy, of course, and then also had the MVPs, uh, which was a really interesting, diverse category. Uh, so I'll be going over that with um, Ian in an upcoming podcast. Okay. Well, okay. Spoil that. You're, you're saving yours. Stay tuned. Okay, fine. Yes. All right. We won't spoil. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. And thanks to Finley. Absolutely. <laughs> He's his tail. Thanks. Glad you could join <laughs> us you you know, anytime. So. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jeff and Nicole, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our amazing producer, Pierre Landreau, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.